Our final speaker, last but not the least, is Dr. Jalton G. Tagibao. Jalton is Associate Professor at the Department of Political Science. His areas of interest are on politics and governance of sustainability, political communication, the intersections of society, technology, and politics. His uh, specializations are on public policy analysis and research design and methodology. Uh, Jalton is currently the convener of the CIDS Data Science Post public policy program. He will be talking about governance information systems in relation to COVID-19. Jalton, you have the floor. Thank you very much, Professor Tigno. I hope that I am coming in loud and clear to each and every one. What I'll be presenting at least in the next 15 minutes is just simply what the Data Science for Public Policy program has started venturing into. We are venturing into a number of research studies related to data and information systems in the context of COVID and this pandemic. Together with me in the uh, Data Science for Public Policy program is uh, Julius Paulo Bassa and uh, Joyce Lagak. Uh, they are the program staff and uh, at least uh, we also have a uh, new fellow who's coming in, Dr. Vladimir Kobayashi of uh, UP Mindanao, who will also be helping us out in uh, this particular research venture on data and information systems uh, in the midst of COVID-19. Next slide, please. So let me start at least this uh, this presentation by you know by by saying that or at least I re I recall someone uh, a scholar saying that a crisis is a crisis of ideas, and add to that this pandemic is uh, what we know about it. So knowledge, information, data uh, these are very critical with respect to not only the explanations behind the pandemic and COVID, but also how we understand and how we appreciate the situation. But I'd also like to point out that this pandemic is also an infodemic. And uh, when we say that it is an infodemic, it means that because information is such an important resource, the pandemic is not without contentious issues contentiousness when it comes to the relationship of data, information, knowledge, and how we consume this. And so the UN, in fact, has pointed out that the massive infodemic that comes with this pandemic is really constituted by disinformation and misinformation, and it exacerbates the crisis that we are in. But at the same time, in our situation, a pandemic is really a time when citizens look to their government at all the different levels, from the local to the national, because we also await as citizens, uh, we await reliable and rapid access to useful and relevant information. So one of the more difficult challenges of uh, any government is really to be able to distinguish the information noise from the signal or the trusted information that needs to be disseminated and cascaded to citizens. And because this is a pandemic and it is also an infodemic, there is an overabundance of information, misinformation, and disinformation from the different media sources and information sources. 
Next slide, please. So this is short of saying that information systems also have to be examined because these are critical. Again, what we know of the pandemic is based on the information that we have about it. And information systems are critical because these are uh, systems where data and information are managed uh, at the speed that is required by a situation. There is the urgency of managing data and information. And what is this for? We have to be able to first collect information so that we'd be able to have informed decisions for our policies. But at the same time, we also have to be able to distinguish critically what is useful information, what is relevant information, and those who are bearers and those who are stewards of information will have to effectively disseminate the needed information to citizens. And in the course of doing this, technologies, different technologies, whether analog or digital, or even automated technologies definitely have the potential to improve our public health conditions. Next slide, please. For this particular presentation, I am going to share with you an ongoing research that the Data Science for Public Policy program is uh, doing, and it's uh, looking at the governance of information systems focusing on the Philippine case. In this presentation, I will be talking about four aspects in the government uh, in the governance of information systems. First, the very governance framework that is in operation that affects the information systems that we have thus far, the information and communication conditions, and even the structure. Uh, I will be also talking about or speaking briefly about national and local information dynamics. And finally, I will be talking about information content and the messages or the messaging that we've experienced uh, ever since COVID-19 started. Towards the end of this presentation, I will be sharing with you some of the research policy, policy research agenda that we will be venturing into as a program. So when, I, when we talk about the governance framework, we try to look at the primary government documents and reports, the different memoranda disseminated by different government agencies uh, from the Office of the President to the IATF to the DILG to the Department of Health. And we, in our research, we always would encounter in the text these two terminologies, a whole of government approach and a whole of society approach. And so every time the spokesperson person, for instance, is asked about the government responses to COVID-19, these terms are always regurgitated. So we had to look at what do they exactly mean by whole of government approach. And a whole of government approach, at least based on the policy literature and the scholarly literature, which this government is actually adopting, means that first there's an acknowledgement that different government agencies have shared goals, objectives, and that these actually come uh, together and has to be coordinated by government at the national level down to the local level. But to adopt this requires strong and effective leadership because a whole of government approach necessitates for control and command, not necessarily through authoritarian means, but through more control and command management approaches. 
And I think the third bullet in this slide is very much important when it comes to information systems. A whole of government approach requires transparent, clear information and coherent messaging. So it would be against this approach that we can, you know, have a sense of how we could assess how our government is doing. The second terminology that we've found in the different policy documents is what's called a whole of society approach. And this has also been mentioned. And a whole of society approach though mentioned by government agencies, for instance, like the DILG, means that they're adopting an approach that first and foremost intends to engage multi-sectoral stakeholders to facilitate their participation in decision-making processes. And it also acknowledges specific stakeholders, civil society, the private sector, communities, academia, media, NGOs, voluntary organizations, even down to specific personalities and individuals. But the implications of this particular approach when it comes to information and information systems is that information and messaging are meant to build partnerships and inclusive networking to be able to address a crisis, in this case, COVID-19. So these two approaches, in fact, have been scattered around the different documents, official documents of our government, but they have been used interchangeably. And hopefully, at the end of this brief presentation, we will be able to at least, or I will be able to present an argument that when it comes to information systems, it's not just, or it should not just be a focus on a whole of government, but rather a whole of society. And this has to be re-emphasized. Next slide, please. So if we look at the information and communication conditions here in the Philippines, how are we doing? We looked at 2019 to 2021 data. And this, in this slide, this is basically just a summary of our observations. First, there is a noticeable shift and expansion of media use by citizens from analog towards mobile digital communications. 2019, uh, if we look at it or use it as a baseline, will already show you this kind of movement. Uh, second, the data shows that there is an expansion in internet usage in the past three years and in the past two years and COVID-19 happened. Uh, next, there is increasing social media usage. There is a shift in dependence and reliance on source of news towards social media in comparison to other news and information sources, such as TV and radio. Next, there is a reliance and pattern consumption of mobile social media content. Now, it's not just social media, but mobile social media content. Second to the last bullet, there have been clear strides in the expansion of our ICT structures or information communication technology structures. And finally, government has encouraged local governments to go digital. And examples of this would be in incentivization policies, projects and programs having to do with digitization and ICTs at the national level where local governments are actually invited to pilot these. And a more uh, concrete one would be a digital governance awards that the uh, government or the national government gives to local government units. Next slide, please. So to, to just detail the data uh, based on 2019 data, uh, less than half of uh, the households in the Philippines have communal radios, a lot still watch TV. There are 
basically 17% have internet access at home and so on and so forth. This is uh, during 2019. Next slide, please. Uh, you will see here, I'd like to draw your attention to uh, the use of the internet in terms of activity, the yellow bar or the orange bar on top shows you that most of the, inter the internet usage is for social activities and uh, the ones in the left of the bar, colored green, are activities having to do with access to government websites. Next slide, please. So an SWS study shows here in 2019 that 60% of Filipinos use or source their information from television and 21% source their information from or their news from Facebook, while 15% get their information from radio. On the right, you will see here that 99% uh, of adult internet users in the Philippines are actually Facebook users. Next slide, please. So if we move to 2021 data, there were 73.91 million internet users in the Philippines as of January 2021. It rose to 6.1%. Uh, and internet penetration in the Philippines is at 67%. Social media use is now uh, with 89 million social media users, uh, where you have a 22% increase in social media users in the last two years during the pandemic. And the number of users uh, is equivalent to about 80.7% of our total population. There is also definitely a a jump or an increase in the use of mobile technologies from 2021 to 2020 to 2021 at 138.2% of our total population. This means that um, members of the population are owning more than probably two devices or more than, more than one mobile connection for data. Uh, next slide, please. So this is a study by uh, We Are Social, and it just basically shows you that the Philippines has stopped the use of the internet in terms of how long we use the internet by January 2020. And we also stopped in terms of the length of time we spend on social media. We are actually number one higher than uh, the global count. Next slide, please. So in terms of uh, how we information has been encouraged by the DILG, we will see here that uh, the DILG has responded by creating ICTs and encouraging LGUs. Next slide, please. In terms of national and local dynamics, there have been different innovations by our local government units. LGUs have maintained websites, they have maintained social media pages as a response to the reality that we are social media uh, users uh, and it's a growing audience in social media. But at the same time, LGUs were left to manage the cascading of information from national from the national government to their local uh, areas. The dissemination and cascading of information and advocacy was also seen, for instance, in the vaccine development plan and the advocacies and behavioral change strategies that the national government espoused. Next slide, please. We've seen also in terms of information systems, uh, innovations, particularly from uh, uh, local government units such as Valenzuela City, Paranaque, and also the city of Baguio when it comes to contact tracing apps and other ICTs that served as interventions uh, for COVID-19. Next slide, please. This, so this is just a 
uh, evidence at least of that memoranda regarding the vaccine development plan and also that local government units should undertake advocacy and behavioral change communication activities. So LGUs are actually asked to help in the vaccine effort. Next slide, please. Now, given such, when it comes to content and information, these are the ideal traits of a whole society information system and messaging. You have to be transparent, credible, clear, consistent, timely. You have to have tone and appeal. Uh, you have to be able to segment your audience. So not all the members of your audience are digital. They, could be, they should be communicated through analog means. And the trust should be built towards your messengers. Let's see how these would fare when it comes to our specific issues. Next slide, please. So the most recent uh, issue, uh, and this is just from, uh, from uh, yesterday, was uh, this particular memorandum that the PCOO aims to convey only positive messages and favorable news. So with regards to content and messaging, you already have something as explicit as this, where you have your news agencies, your information agencies, your information bureau actually saying or, or explicitly expressing the agenda behind the information that they're sending out. Next slide, please. This is a snapshot, a screen cap from the DOH uh, GovPH COVID tracker website. Uh, quickly, I'd like to point your attention to what is wrong with this uh, data visualization. It shows you a comparison of the different areas, NCR, the different regions, and other regions. And you will see here, if you were to be asked, and but just by looking at the data, uh, the visualization, um, how many daily cases, who is worse off, who is better off, you'd be able to look at it. But there is an error here because if you look at the y-axis, they actually are different. This is just basic data visualization errors. And this is actively there in their website right now. Next slide, please. So we have different issues. There is transparency and in information that we have to be able to address. Uh, and I'm going to wrap up already. Public access to information processes have to be established. There are no established information parameters to justify shifts in policies, for instance, flattening the curve or de-escalation or intensification of community quarantines. These are all related to information that has to be governed and managed where you need stakeholders to be involved. There are too many platforms and there are also too many influencers which government actually is reaching out to. There is also ineffectiveness in separating the signal from the noise when you have public pronouncements. What is really official information? Next slide, please. You have also a recognized weakness in our information systems. You need support for LGUs, and this is what we are lacking. We have to support our uh, information systems at the LGU level, particularly public health surveillance information, the distribution of public service to uh, services to local constituents. Next slide, please. I'm just going to flash these conclusions. We have to be able to address certain issues, but we see also strides in the development of technical structural information systems. The quality of COVID-related data should be managed, improved, and effectively disseminated. While there are policies regarding information plans, there appears to be no clear emphasis on the empowerment of local government units and other stakeholders. And LGUs and communities really need their support for these information systems. Next slide, please. And to wrap up, 
given the ongoing research that we're going, these are the policy uh, research topics that we are going to venture into. We intend to look at uh, closely at the asymmetries of uh, various LGUs to provide at least and examine uh, through an audit the information systems to look at feedback and response uh, systems coming from your LGUs and national agencies. And finally, we intend to look at innovations in the operationalization of a whole of society approach. If you are interested in joining us in our research, please do email us. Next slide, please. And we look forward to having a dialogue with you. Thank you very much. Thank you.